sweet like honey. And welcome back to the Poor Pearls Almanac. This is your host, Andy, and along with my loving and supportive co-host, what's your name? We've known each other since we were six years old. Today, we're talking about everyone's favorite fake catastrophe, honeybees. Yeah, save the bees doesn't mean just honeybees, but I love those buzzy boys. They fly around and pollinate flowers and make honey. It's nice, right? Yeah. Give me some of that honey up in my chamomile tea and on my biscuits, y'all. It's delicious. Honey is the maple syrup of insects. It's like xylem and phloem juice of bees. Good analogy. So if you're a bee, then this episode will probably be mostly stuff you're familiar with. For new folks, we're getting down and dirty with the basics, like Elliot's old stripped-down 92 Honda Civic. Manual windows, manual locks, everything. Spray can paint optional. Shitty Reggie weed mandatory. All right, so bees. What are they? Uh, like if I had to do it, like describe them poorly, it would be like butt stabby sky caterpillars. Yes, but also no. Honeybees are technically, and by technically, I mean absolutely, a type of insect, a class of the living creature that has like these three body parts, six legs, two antennae, and an exoskeleton primarily made of chitin. Further, bees are part of the order Hymenoptera, which includes sawflies, wasps, bees, and ants. Now, this is all really important for beekeeping. Like, I, I'm not just doing this to read Wikipedia. It, it's quite important. So, we'll get there. You brought up flying ants, and as you would say, that would be... Flats. Yeah, that was a toss-up. Nice little layup there for you, bud. You can't this... see this, but I'm hitting an invisible baseball with my invisible bat. Better than my invisible baseball with a visible bat. That that could get bad. That's not how you do a layup, but just go back to bees. I do sports. I don't know what you're talking about. Speaking of sports, the family or the team they're a part of. See what I did there, Elliot? See it? I'm not, the... <laughs> not going to encourage you, no? Do it. Encourage me. Be my angel that's carrying me. You could be my Gabriel. The honeybee, their genus is Apis mellifera, which includes uh, European and Western honeybees. And this includes over 7,500 different species of bees. 7,500. That's like one species for every different broken Biden administration promise. Am I right? <laughs> and it's only 2023. So it shouldn't be surprising that there are that many. Insects make up the largest class of living things on the earth, which makes sense given the, the whole food web kind of concept. And there's over a million identified species and plenty more that we haven't identified. Now, bees, specifically honeybees, are considered part of the most highly evolved social insect described as eusocial. What this means basically is that they live in groups and they divide their labor among members that specialize in certain tasks. Honeybees, ants, and wasps are all eusocial. Again, that's a really big deal, especially with traditional beekeeping. Now, honeybees engage in complex communal behavior, including caring for their young, nest construction, common defense, and food foraging. In fact, bees are so reliant on one another that no individual bee can live for long on its own. So it's like a real version of the bee movie where they get jobs assigned to them and shit, and they live in certain quarters, and do they work shifts? How does this work? Yeah, sort of. They uh, Their jobs are based on their age, and they basically work from sunup to sundown. Can't get away with that ageist trap shit in my America. Don't worry, they don't have the mooching boomers. They do have zoomers, though. Huh? Do you get it? Yeah. 
Do you get yeah. it, Andy? Yeah, despite it being based on their age, the bee's life cycle is actually still only about 45 days, and it occurs in like eight or so stages. And I say like, and I don't know why I say like, because it occurs in eight stages. It all starts with an egg. I'm curious to know if bee eggs taste delicious, and if like the the ones that they lay for the queens, if those taste like regal. You know- if you were to have them, you'd have to eat them by like the sleeve if you wanted to get a meal. Like you just eggs, like honey and all sorts of juices out of that that hive, just swallowing them down. I don't know if I could do it. I, I just I, I've never even seen a bee egg. I know they lay them. Do they lay them in the honeycombs and then they seal them up? Yeah, basically. We'll you get there. Like, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. You can go with like the Raytheon method. Like you can destroy the entire community so you can have this one really nice meal. You want me to just to start destroying bee eggs before they even make delicious honey? Yeah. It's the American way. I want the honey, bro. I, th- I feel like honey probably tastes better than bee eggs. That's probably why people eat the honey and don't search out bee eggs. Maybe. But maybe they just haven't tried yet. It's a delicacy. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We're, we'll get it. So anyways, in a, a normally functioning hive, a queen will lay one egg per cell in the brood chamber. Now, the brood chamber in the most common hive, the Langstroth hive, are the bottom boxes, which can be called either mediums or deeps, depending on the size. Surprise, mediums are smaller than deeps. Brood chambers are where they lay their eggs. Now, queens are able to choose whether to lay fertilized or unfertilized eggs. Due to the haploid diploid nature of the honeybee reproduction, unfertilized eggs result in male drone bees, while all fertilized eggs become female bees, either workers or virgin queens. So bees have sort of become the ultimate feminist, and apparently the matriarchy culminates in the hive mind. And I don't know. I don't know if I hate that. Yeah. I mean, there, there's something to be said about it for sure. And we're going to talk about bee genetics uh, actually in a lot more detail in the next episode. So there, there's a lot going on here that we're kind of glossing over. You know, think of it like the, uh, the funnel. Right now we're at that very high level, and we're going to go down further and further each episode. Flushing down the toilet. Yeah, or a toilet. I mean, we do have a lot of potty humor here, so, you know, we can go that direction, I guess. Elliot's grinning at me because I I don't know why, actually. I'm assuming he wants to make a fart joke. No, I was, nope, I'm not going to say what I was thinking. We'd have to edit it out, so just skip right over it. So the workers in the hive will produce a number of drone cells, slightly larger in diameter than the worker cells, usually placed around the edges of the brood frames. The queen basically tries to measure the cell and most of the time lays the appropriate egg in the corresponding cell. If she gets it wrong, the workers will basically eat the mistake. So that's like siblicide cannibalism? Uh, what? You know, the term that you use for eating your sibling in case anyone was curious. You know, the only thing I'm really curious is why you knew that. Well, at one time I was convinced that I had a twin at some point and I wanted to know what happened to them. And why don't you know that? Why would anyone need to know that? I don't know. It's a fun fact. There's literally nothing fun about it. There is if you're the sibling that lives like me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back on our, our queen who is not trying to make people eat their siblings. Um, I've already forgotten the word you've said. See, look at that. Years of drug abuse. Gone. So at the peak of her egg production, a queen will typically lay like 1,500 eggs per day. The reason the drone, the the male bees, are laid on the edges of the brood frames is because during a cold snap, if some recently laid bees are going to die, the hive would rather it be the drones. 
Unlike the worker bees, they don't harvest food, they don't clean, or do basically any of the day-to-day important tasks. So they just hang out, eat, and have sex? Yeah. Could be worse. Like I said, hive mind. I don't hate it. Ignorance is blissfully hanging out, eating, and sex and on demand. Yeah, kind of. Uh, it, it could be worse. Okay, so what does a day-to-day life look like for a bee? And like, is it all work? Do they play? Like, what do they do? All right, so we're going to talk about the, the worker bees, the, the females. This changes based on their age, so we should probably start there. So the queen lays an egg. On average, the egg will hatch on the third day, but that time can vary depending on temperature. The creature that emerges from the egg is a tiny, white, glistening, worm-like larva. It's the most unappetizing word I can think of. It goes from egg, which sounds like it could be tasty, to larva. I just, I don't know. I I think I skipped breakfast and I'm still kind of hungry, so. Hakuna Matata. All I see is those swollen grubs that Simba has to, like, choke down, you know, and you got the weird horn, like, like the whole slimy yet satisfying scene, or children's excitement over the little cream-filled ones. Mmm, they're little cream-filled ones, Yeah, yeah, we should stop there. It's time for a break. Go read your funny papers. When you fly, fly with us. Enjoy our panoramic windows, fresh fish, and non-stop flights to Ireland. United Bear Lines, where everywhere bears care, we fare with flair. Find out more at porprols.com. Welcome back. To get back to what we were talking about, for the first two days of life, all female larvae are fed what's called royal jelly, a special food secreted from glands located in the heads of nurse bees. Larvae then will become queens, receiving large amounts of royal jelly for their entire larval development period of four and a half days. After the second day, worker larvae receive brood food, also known as bee bread. After five and a half days of feeding, the worker larva has completed its larval development and begins to pupate. So this is where, I mean, this is a callback to our Lion King reference from earlier, but they're going from uh, gummy snacks to like crunchy ones. Yeah. I mean... All right. Do you need to take a break so we can eat? I am I am good. I think I skipped breakfast and I'm it's really catching up to me. I just never know what we're going to talk about and I never know what we're talking about and I always just have to relate it to food cuz that's my comfort place. I'm sorry sure? everyone. We we, yeah, we can I'm, stop. No, it's good. Don't don't be silly. Do do you get it? Stop coming for my brand, man. Elliot's very offended right now. You don't know this, but he he's like, guess what? I do the dad jokes now. I've got two dogs. Watch out! I'm stealing your thunder. Yeah, coming for it. You're rumbling. It's not that belly that's rumbling. It's it's that heat. The dad joke heat. Now the drone larvae are fed a similar diet, but in the drone episode, we'll talk a little bit deeper about this. But they eat it for about six days before their larval development phase is complete. The extra day is for the boys. It's because they got this giant ass head. So I wonder if like bees have big forehead jokes because I saw this, I saw someone get roasted in grade school for having a big forehead and I went home and measured my forehead because I was, I just did not want to get tortured like that. I didn't want the smoke. I had to make sure that I didn't have a big forehead. Turns out my forehead is huge. It's giant. It's why he grew dreads. It was the original reason. The forehead. Yeah. The five head. It, it's like bangs. It's the closest I could get. Cover that shit up. <laughs> so like your five headed friend, 
the drones are bigger and they have like bigger eyes. Now, I'm not sure if it's like technically bigger, but like looking at it, you're like, those are some big ass eyes and a big ass head. Now, at this time, workers in the hive will cap the cell of the mature larva to protect it while it goes through this transformation. After its cell is sealed, the larva spins a cocoon around itself. It may not be apparent that honeybee larvae spin cocoons before they transform into pupae because their cells are capped before the spinning begins and because the emerging pupa, pupa, pupae, pupapi, I don't know, uh, leave the cocoons behind. Pupa. It's, pu- it's pupae, you had it right. Pupae, I, I like yeah. pupa, I feel like that sounds cooler. Koopa troopa pupa. All right, so let's talk about these <laughs> secret cocoons. Like what, it's a hidden cocoon, it's a cocoon within... Would you call it a cell? It's a cocoon within a cell. So, like, it's a sleeping bag under a comforter. Extra warmth. Yeah, basically. It's uh, it's secret warmth. Just like the warmth Raytheon delivers to small towns in far-flung parts of Africa and the Middle East. Raytheon's like the government Santa? Oh, my God. Santa Claus is coming to town is so much more terrible. Yeah, now that you think about it, like he sees you when you're sleeping as like a new level of horror. Like, is it thermal? Is it IR? Like, what is it? Yeah, speaking of impenetrable cells. Not impenetrable as the good people of Raytheon have proven. Well, inside the cell, sealed as well as a deep strike missile wrapped in a cocoon, the smooth, warm-like larva undergoes an amazing transformation in which its body changes into an insect with three distinct body parts, six legs, four wings, and the fully functional freakish compound eyes now on the 21st day a newly transformed worker bee will chew its way out of its cell and climb to the comb surface drones emerge after 24 days while queens only take 16 typical dudes it's not enough that women get 30 percent less pay they've got to get 30 percent less time in the cocoon too i take back what i said about bee feminism dudes dicks across species Despite it taking less time for them, queens are still larger and in some ways more developed than workers or drones. The reason they're able to complete their transformation more quickly is because of the richer diet they receive as larvae and because they're urgently needed in the colony. I may again be reversing my opinion on bee feminism. Yet again. Flip-flopping. Bee feminist. I'm wishy-washy. Maybe. Strongly maybe. Definitely maybe. Now, interestingly enough, some researchers who clearly had nothing else to do, decided to feed drones and worker bees the queen diet in the larval stage, and instead the bees just had like all sorts of problems. So it's not like there's like a secret queen sauce. So I'm not going to squat creatine for royal jelly? Even if you could afford it, surprise, normal people couldn't? No. It doesn't really work that way. Normally you wouldn't see queens being reared too often. It's not something you accidentally have happen, and we'll talk a bit later about what you'll see if your hive is having problems with the queen. But if the new bee is a queen, it'll immediately seek out other competing queens and queen cells and attempt to kill them until only one remains. That I recognize. Them's the Highlander rules from my movie reference of the episode. If anyone isn't old enough to remember the Highlander... Yeah, no, there's there's nothing landing here. I don't I don't think I've seen the highlander and i can't believe it's like i've come to this point in my life where i am so far away from when it came out and i was alive at that time that i'm afraid to watch it because it's been too long nope still worth it because sean connery plays a a character his name is the spaniard and he does nothing to hide his scottish accent so he's a spaniard (laughs) with a scottish accent love it and full-on like renaissance flair like it's absolutely hilarious 
That's great. All I can think of with the Highlander is that Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode. Yeah, they make a reference to it. With Master Shake. So you don't even know why that's funny then. It's funny because Shake is ridiculous. Uh, You laughed at the slapstick. You didn't get the reference. It's okay. Makes me sad. Makes me sad, bud. There's layers. I only got the outer onion layer. It was delicious, though. One of these days, I'm going to clockwork orange your ass and sit you down, (laughs) duct tape you to a chair, (laughs) fucking peel your eyelids open, and you're getting like 360 hours worth of movies straight. Tank Girl. Tank Girl 2. Tank Girl 3. Are there three tank girls? No, there's just one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, then. We'll create a list. We'll we'll do a live stream GoFundMe to replace my eyeballs when it's done. Speaking of eyeballs, let's get back to our our buddy drones. So the bees come out of their cells, finally, after transforming. If the bee is a drone, it basically won the lottery, like we've talked about, and it will be fed by other workers until it's ready to feed itself, and then does basically nothing else until it reaches full maturity in about a week. I want to be reborn as a drone. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. We've kind of covered the three different types of honeybees in the hive, the queen, the drone, the worker bees. And um, kind of what the general bee, let's call it structure, looks like. If you've ever taken a second to actually look at a bee, you'll notice that they have these three body sections we've referred to a number of times. They're specifically the head, the thorax, and the abdomen. Now, the thorax, uh, the one you're probably least familiar with, is probably also most closely equivalent to like a chest. It's where a large portion of the, the important stuff is, including for them, their wings, which we don't have. But their legs and arms, much like us, are connected at this point. So you need, like, your thorax to throw an axe. I don't know. I was trying to work on, like, a mnemonic device, but I don't know what bees don't throw axes. Not yet. I mean, we could call Raytheon. Let's talk about this abdomen of a honeybee. So, abdomen time. The abdomen is its hindmost section. It houses most of the bee's internal organs, such as scent and wax glands, the digestive system, reproductive organs, the heart, and the stinger. The abdomen is composed of overlapping sections of exoskeleton that can slide and expand to facilitate things like breathing and can even change the shape of the bee for balance and aerodynamics, as well as stinging. It sounds like you just described like a flying armored snake with a stinger. Yeah, and with hair all over their bodies, even on their own eyes. When bees land on flowers, their hairs allow them to carry that pollen to other flowers of the same species and pollinate them. Honeybees also eat pollen. So do bees get at the nectar too, or is it just po- just the pollen from the flowers? So nectar is basically like a simple carb for short-term energy, and the pollen is more protein-rich with other stuff they need. Now, we could spend a lot of time on how they harvest and store honey while foraging, and it's actually really interesting. So wait, do they do they eat nectar or no? Yes. They do, but that's yes. just like a quick snack. Yeah, nectar is like when you down some Gatorade. Okay, I got it. I feel like interesting is a very much relative word for that, that last bit about foraging. Yeah, so uh, whatever. We won't talk about it. At this point, we're just describing just the worker bees and the those females who basically do everything but lay the babies and mating. And yeah, that's basically it. We talked quickly about drones, and we're going to do a deep dive on drones in a few episodes because I don't think they get nearly enough appreciation in the bee community. Fucking meninist. Basically, like a bee meninist. So let's talk a little bit about the queen, though, before we get to those super awesome drony boys. The queens are the largest bees, 
not like freakishly large, like you see in cartoons where they're like the size of a hundred bees, but they do have longer abdomens for obvious reasons, and they rarely leave the hive. Queens typically live a few years, but have been documented to live up to eight years and release a pheromone so that the other bees recognize her. Basically, all she does all day is move around the hive and literally just release eggs. Yeah, so she's the Highlander. I'm guessing each hive only has one, right? Yeah, typically. The the royal jelly fed to the queen throughout her larval life is primarily responsible for her development as a queen. Before being fed the special diet, a queen egg is actually completely identical to a worker egg. So I'm not convinced royal jelly is bee creatine. Beatine. I can't believe I <laughs> can't believe I set you up for that again. <laughs> I'm like upset. I'm, I'm upset about it. I didn't know it was coming. It was like I didn't know it was coming. I'm getting real good at it. It's season three. I'm a mature adult who knows how to drop a joke. Staying laser focused like Raytheon's E18R9RZF patented high energy laser technologies. For legal purposes, these are all jokes. Very bad jokes. Do you want me to bring back Lowry's? Not gonna lie, salted honey sounds pretty good. Salted honey nuggets, fried bees dressed in their own vomit and treated with some delicious Lowry's. Yeah, we are not even close to the end and it's making me kind of hungry already. We, we talked about this earlier, I, I skipped breakfast. <laughs> Fine, let's get back on that queen bee shit. That Beyonce. Fine. About a week after emerging from her cell, a new queen will leave the hive to mate. Iconic, really. Waking up from a week-long nap just to fuck... She flies to a, a drone congregating area, some distance from her hive, where drones from other hives, hopefully, wait for the opportunity to mate with a queen. Here she's, again, hopefully, unlikely to mate with drones from her own colony. This is supposed to be nature's way of increasing genetic diversity. At least, theoretically. I feel like uh, with all this bee sex going on, there's a giant butt in here somewhere. Yeah, and it's not Beyonce's. I will throw you down the stairs. <laughs> we'll go into more detail in another episode, but obviously if a handful of people are breeding most of the queens because, you know, capitalism, and if we don't really have a lot of respect for the drones in our hives because they're not productive, then that's that's probably going to end poorly. But yeah, as the internet likes to say, y'all ain't ready for that conversation yet. And I'm just going to go ahead and start that petition to get you off of the internet. Please. Please fucking do. I hate it here and I want to go home to 1996. Not to get technical, but the internet did exist in 1996. <laughs> Not in my house. <laughs> have you met Frank? <laughs> it took him a while to get rid of that rotary phone. Dude, I didn't have texting in college. I didn't have texting out of college. Still using a rotary phone. He was trying to text his friends. <laughs> no, I meant me. I wasn't allowed yeah, to. No, I know. I know. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. To get back to that giant bee orgy in the sky, the queen will mate with like 12 drones in the air during each mating flight, which typically occurs over two to four days. The Greeks don't got shit on these bees. Ancient Greeks, sorry. Yeah, there, <laughs> there's a joke in there somewhere, but I, I can't find it. There's, there's too much happening in this giant bee orgy over too long of a time. Can't find it. So after she's full of, you know... Beejas... Call it the biz. Nice, because you're given to the business. Yeah, teamwork makes the dream work. She then immediately heads back to the hive. She'll begin laying eggs in about 48 hours. 
if because of weather or other circumstances she isn't able to make her mating flight within 20 to 30 days, she'll lose her ability to mate and uh, will only be able to lay unfertilized eggs, which will all become drones. Since drones can't do much for a hive, this is basically a really good way to kill off your hive. Another society run by men that falls apart. Classic. Isn't it, though? Which brings up drones. Not Raytheon drones, for the record. With their heat-seeking, real-time, terrorist-finding technologies, you won't find them. But they'll find you. Raytheon. This is getting crazy, dude. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk drones. Uh, I feel like we're bouncing around a lot, but it's okay. Looking rounder or stouter than workers, they have much larger heads than either queens or workers, and their compound eyes take up a larger percentage of their head meeting at the top. So they've got like a full 180-degree vision, and they're sort of like nature's surveillance cameras. Much like Ray. No. No, no. I was going to say Ray Finkel's laser vision on the Miami Dolphin, which reminds me, are you familiar with Raytheon's Project Dolphin? Here at the Raytheon Technologies Corporation, we believe children are the future, just not the ones on the other end of our products. Like our RIM-7 Sea Sparrow anti-aircraft missile system, the most environmentally friendly anti-aircraft missile produced anywhere today. We're mindful of our environmental legacy here, which is why today we're introducing a new line of pollinator-friendly Stinger missiles. This lightweight, portable system includes a native wildflower mix that scatters upon impact. You're welcome, bees. Raytheon. Pack a punch, plant a bunch. Welcome back. So, what were we talking about? Not the letter we just got in the mail from Raytheon. That's for sure. Drones. No wax glands, no pollen baskets or stingers. Basically just teddy bears with dicks that can fly. They basically make up like 10 to 15% of your colony. First time beekeepers often get really nervous that they have like a bunch of queens forming in their hive. And they're like, oh, I'm about to have a swarm. But it's almost always just these lazy ass drones. So in a room full of queens, you're a drone. And secretly... So is nearly everyone else. I'm an inspirational speaker now. You can book me for $500 for three hours of speaking. So anybody send me some emails. I'll talk about bees inspirationally. I pay like seven bucks to hear you talk about bees for three hours. I can only imagine what you would get to at like hour, like right around hour two and a half. It would just be bee movie. and then this one bee talked to the other bee with the cool head that you knew meant like he was cool because of the way his face was chiseled yeah i don't know i don't really remember b whatever it is b movie a bee's life no that's an ant's life a bug's life what are we talking about there's a bug's all right so there's a you don't know movies at all andy there is a bug's life there's a bug's life there's ants and then there's b movie b movie and then there's there's another B one, I think. It wasn't as popular. It was the weird one that had like random ass people in it that never like, like was a huge flop. Or am I thinking of B movie? That was B movie, yeah. That okay. was that was it. Ringing endorsement brought to you by the Poor Pearls Almanac. That movie with a bunch of famous people that was like off its chain. It was terrible. And not in a good way. It was terrible. Terrible. So anyways, uh we've got ten to fifteen percent drones. There's literally only one queen. That means like the rest, the 90 to 85% of the rest of the hive are female worker bees. They're just basically underdeveloped females that can't lay eggs. They do literally all of the work from 
comb building to forging to taking care of the queen and drones and larvae and and usually live a whopping six weeks, but during the winter can live up to six months. Yeah, I, I don't know. I got nothing. I was going to come up with like a winter is coming joke from Game of Thrones and try to smash that together with bees. I, uh, I, I'm... I'm hungry, y'all. <laughs> my He's brain hungry. is my brain's not working, and I apologize. The joke is that winter is here, and it's also coming because it's New England. So who the fuck knows when winter actually starts? But we're about to get ready to get this this whole series on bees, which I know everyone is super psyched about. Like really, an overdrive. We're doing honeybees two hundred one next. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed learning. Like a lot and also nothing at the same time about honeybees. Yeah, we're really good at that. We did go over a lot of information, but- I don't But know, also gonna, nothing at all. You're, you're going to have to listen to this episode a couple of times to pull it out because we talked a whole bunch of shit. Talked yeah. about bees doing the business. The beesness. What else? Give them a little recap. Bees doing the business. Uh, bees with giant foreheads. We talked about royal jelly, which is basically creatine. Um, Beatine. Yeah. I think there was a Beyonce joke in there. She's a queen bee, right? Hell yeah. She's a queen bee or something. Uh, I mean, she definitely runs a sweatshop, so that's kind of like a queen bee, right? That's what everybody tells me. (laughs) So are you ready to get some buzzy boys yet, Elliot? Uh, No, I'm just not ready to be stung. And no, I just don't want it. I think you do. Next episode, we're going to talk about the workers and their, you know, what they do and what that looks like and uh, answer some really basic questions that most people have when they decide to get into bees. So uh, hopefully you guys stay around, enjoy the content, have a lot of fun learning a bunch of shit about bees. Yeah. We, we good here, Elliot? I think so. You good? I'm, I'm gelling. I'm, I'm good, honey. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm gelling like my bee pollen. I don't know. You're done. It's not really a jelly, You're but done. Can... Hang it up. Play the yeah. music. Goodbye. Dom, play the Thank music. You, Dom. Play the music. Just delete everything I've said today. That's all. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. Till next time. Bye guys. Bye.